folks, John Ojaka here from MusicMarketingManifesto.com, and today we're doing something uh, I think is kind of cool. We're, we're doing uh, the first sort of official success story that I've ever shared with, with uh, you folks. I get quite a few emails from people who are using this stuff, or I'll see posts in the Insider Circle forum uh, from people who are using this stuff and, and having a lot of success with it, but one person sort of stood out to me because... Uh, not only is he, he really paying attention and doing this stuff right, but he's also, uh, more importantly, he's paying a lot of attention to metrics, and that is where people uh, can, can really make this stuff work for them and, and uh, actually turn a consistent profit. And he's been able to do that with pay-per-click advertising, which uh, while there are, there are several of you uh, that, are, that are members of either Music Marketing Manifesto or the Insider Circle who are doing that, that, that is no small feat. It takes some pretty experienced marketers, uh, sometimes years, to really master pay-per-click marketing and to be able to profit with it. And with a, with a product like music, like, like CDs or albums that have a, such a small profit margin, uh, again, it's, it's really impressive. And so I asked him if he would join me on this call, this, again, this sort of success story, if you will, and, and kind of share that story. Uh, his name is Charlie Langer. Uh, he's, he's on the call. Charlie, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing there, John? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, as Charlie knows, and uh, as we set up this call, I am having <laughs> some major internet difficulties. So bear with us as we try to get through this. Uh, we may have a, an audio bug here and there, but uh, hopefully we get, we get through this okay. Um, but as I mentioned, Charlie is a member of the Insider Circle. If, if you're not familiar with it, the Insider Circle is a mastermind community uh, of musicians who uh, – typically have, have purchased Music Marketing Manifesto and kind of want to take things to the next level. There's a forum where we all discuss what we're doing and what's working, what's not, where people ask questions and that sort of thing. And Charlie's posted quite a few things in there about uh, some experiences he's had with pay-per-click advertising and more, more interestingly, a sort of YouTube strategy that he kind of put together himself. And after reading everything, I just thought, you know, I, I got to get this guy on the phone and, and talk to him about what he's doing because um, – the first thing uh, I sort of hear from, from people who are uh, on my mailing list and are interested in this stuff is they ask for examples. They want to actually see this stuff in, in practice, and I, I think uh, Charlie is a really great example of how someone who's, who's ultimately, I mean, wouldn't you say this is correct, pretty new to this process? Were you doing any of this before you, you first got involved with the Insider Circle? I had nothing going on, uh, you know, uh, even – a year ago, so okay, and, yeah, and I'm new to this. So marketing experience and internet experience, you, you're not really applying any of this stuff to your your career. No, I had you know the I had a web page, I had a Facebook page, I had you know a Twitter page, uh, you know, and I was I was trying to get Facebook fans, and you know, and then I'd post you know every so often, hey, you know, come buy my CD and. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd spent, you know, we were, you, you were talking about pay-per-click. Pay I'd, I'd spent actually, you know, several hundred dollars, you know, building up my Facebook fans, you know, and in anticipation of my CD getting uh, released. And so then I <coughs> post this, you know, hey, everybody, you know, come buy my CD, you know, and I got about, you know, three buyers, and it was kind of discouraging. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> 
Uh, well, yeah, I've, I've certainly been there, and I think a lot of people listening to this this have. Um, before we kind of dive into the process, um, why don't you tell everyone where they can they can check out your squeeze page? If again, if you're you're completely new to Music Marketing Manifesto, and not familiar with the process, the process that uh, we we sort of talk about and then trying to teach is it's it's basically a sort of uh, it's it, it's a slightly it's a slight twist on what is basically called direct response marketing. And really, the only twist is that we're gearing this uh, to music fans as opposed to just general marketing. General marketing. Typically, you'll see direct response marketing focused on areas that sort of have a problem and solution, and music's a little different in that it, it's not when you sell someone a CD, you're not, at least in the traditional sense, solving a problem. And so you, you have to kind of um, get into the psychology of what makes people buy in a slightly different way. And again, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but, but that's what we're doing. That process starts with a squeeze page, and it's called a squeeze page because it's basically a, a web page that is designed to squeeze contact information out of uh, the person that is, has landed on that page. And the reason we do that is because all of our marketing takes place in our emails. Um, I should clarify that sometimes you I suppose you're doing it in blog posts and videos and things like that but uh, the 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 real nuts and bolts of that relationship and again the nuts and bolts of that that marketing process or that sales process is going to be taking place via email and what that does is it allows us to turn the uh, it allows us to really control the sales process most musicians are sort of following an exposure model. They're getting out there, they're putting their music out there, and they're just kind of hoping that that tipping point is going to take place where they've created enough awareness that people want to then take action. What we're trying to do is, uh, uh, again, understand that sales process and what psychological triggers uh, you need to touch on in order to, to get people to take the action that you want them to do. And, and again, it allows you to generate sales on a pretty consistent basis uh, by understanding ultimately what it is that your subscribers need and want, and then ultimately walking them through that process via these emails that, that we're going to write and put together. And Charlie, again, has done a great job of that. And while we talk about this, I think I think it would serve a lot of you on a, on a couple different levels to check out what Charlie's doing, uh, not, not only to see the process that he's put together because it's actually working for him, but also, uh, you know, because he's a, he's a great musician. Um, so, so why don't you tell folks, Charlie, a little bit about your story, about the kind of music you make, and then tell them where they can sign up uh, to your squeeze page to kind of get a real hands-on uh, feel or, or take on what it is that you put together. Sure, okay. Um, well, I'm a saxophonist. I play uh, jazz and smooth jazz. And um, basically, I have been working as a sideman. I was telling John earlier, you know, just working in, uh, you know, other bands. But about two years ago, I released my own solo CD. And, um, uh, you know, I was trying to, you know, recover my costs and, and you know, sell my CD, and and as I was saying, you know, I, I got my uh, Twitter page, my Facebook page, my content page, and, uh, you know, was just sending out, you know, messages saying, you know, come buy my CD, and it was uh, it was pretty dead. <laughs> right, right. So, um, so anyway, I, I, I ran in, let's see, I think I, I uh, ran into John through a mailing that he did through uh, IndieMusic.com, 
and so signed up with Music Marketing Manifesto and uh, got my squeeze page up, um, started you know, uh, doing the follow-up emails and, and getting my autoresponder series going. And, you know, what do you know? All of a sudden I'm selling, you know, consistently, you know, selling CDs, bringing in, you know, a couple hundred a month. And I'm going, wow, this is pretty cool. I could actually build on this. And, uh, you know, as I was telling John, um, you know, more than that has happened since then. Uh, I'd like to tell you that I'm, you know, uh, really continuing to, uh, you know, build uh, my my online marketing, but I've actually had to step back, you know, for a little bit, you know, because I was faced with the decision. Okay, well now I've got all these people interested in me. Uh, I've been a sideman all these years. I don't really have a solo act. Don't have a sound system. Don't have a you know a, a solo band per se. And so what am I going to do with this now that all these people are interested in me? So you know some of you guys that are already, you know, have your your act together, you know. <laughs> You're in a better spot, you know. So I've, I've actually the last two months, I know it's it's gotten a little quieter on the. Uh, uh, I've been quieter in the forum just because I am trying to, you know, get my own solo act together. Right. Um, and just anyway, so I, that's. I'm sorry. No, I, I say so. Anyway, that that's kind of my story. Um, you know, it, it's cool. Now I have people. You know, I was telling John earlier that, you know, I, I play with uh, with my tribute band and and. You know, that nobody ever pays attention to the sax player, you know, normally. But now I have people coming up afterwards, hey, I've got your CD. I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. Uh, would you sign my CD? You know, hey, would you be interested in playing, you know, at, at such and such a winery? Or, you know, would you come do a house concert for me? So, anyway, that, that's all pretty cool. That's really awesome. I mean, and just, just to back up a couple steps, just and just so I understand it, you're basically saying that the marketing has been working sort of so well that you don't have time to do it because you're too busy out playing shows. Is that right? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. You messed me up, John. I was, <laughs> I, you know, my, my original intent was, you know, okay, well, you know, I'm going to, once I saw it starting to work, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to multiply my efforts and sell a lot of CDs, and you can certainly do that. You know, obviously, as you know, sure. uh, I've got the systems in place. They, they're scalable. They're duplicatable. And uh, if that's all I wanted to do was sell CDs, um, you know, I would just continue uh, down the path that I was on. But now, all of a sudden, I have people interested in me, and I'm going, hmm, you know, is that is that all I want to do? And, and for some people, you know, that may be great. Maybe that's all you want to do is sell CDs. Maybe all you want to do is uh, you know, music licensing and and that and that kind of thing. But sure. I have the performing bug, so I want to sure. get out and play. And just to clarify, though, uh, you are saying that it's your list that has actually helped sort of explode the live opportunities, correct? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's not an either-or thing is what I really want to try to emphasize to people, that if you want to go out and do live shows, building this list and doing this online thing is is still absolutely the way to go. It's, it can only help you. Uh, you know, in fact, I, I, I put a post on the, um, uh, the forum last night, uh, you know, from my, did I, well, what I did is I took my, my AWeber list and um, I went to this uh, website. Uh, you can go on the forum. I forgot the name of it now, but you can Google it or whatever. But anyway, you can, 
uh, map basically where all your subscribers are, and I think that's a, a very cool planning tool if you're if you're wanting to to plan a tour or a house concert tour or whatever. You know, you can see how many people you've got in you know what cities. I think uh, I'm trying to look this up while you're talking. Actually, uh, did you put this up? Um, I know I have it somewhere here. I'm searching my inbox for your recent post. Where the heck was it? Um, oh, here it is. It's called Z Maps. Z Maps. Z E. <laughs> Sorry, stepped on Yeah, Z E E M A P S dot com. Cool. And and how does that work? Because um, this is really interesting. It's something I have not heard of that site. You upload basically your, your CSV file from AWeber into yeah. uh, Maps, and it just kind of tells you where everybody is. Yeah. Um, you, basically, I, I I took a, a subset of that list and then took out you know the the columns that were ir irrelevant. You know, of course, you get a lot of info that they're collecting. Sure. Uh, you know, at AWeber. Um, but I just focused on, you know, names, email addresses, and their IP address, and made a CSV file out of it, uploaded it to this site, and uh, there, there's quite a few different options. Um, you know, what, what I posted was just kind of an overview map of the, you know, my some of my subscribers in the United States, and uh, you know, you can see there's, you know, circles with, you know, numbers of subscribers in each city. But, you know, as you zoom in, um, you know, you can actually have it show you names and email addresses of, you know, who's in that particular city. Right, so right. You can do more with it than just, you know, the high-level map that I uh, posted at the forum. But anyway, that's, you know, you were, I just say all that to say, you know, if, if you want this to be a support, you know, to your live, you know, playing, you can, you can you can definitely do that. Sure, sure. Um, and by the way, I think we skipped right over it. I mean, what is the? Why don't you give it out to everyone? The address to your squeeze page, so people can oh. again, not only check out your process, but <laughs> uh, but ideally listen to your music. And everyone should. Charlie's good at what he does. So uh, why don't you give that web address? Okay, there. thanks, John. Yeah, um, it's www. Charlie Langer, and that's Charlie with an e y. So C H A R L E Y Langer. dot net. Cool, and I'll and I'll and I'll try to put a link up uh, beneath this audio uh, to to where you know people can check that out. But depending on how you're sort of consuming this interview, uh, if you're listening to it on your iPod or something like that, that obviously won't work. But uh, but on the post, I will put a link so you, you can check that out. You should sign up. This is somebody who's who's doing very well with this process and again converting consistently we're going to talk about that a lot more in a, in a minute here but um uh this is a successful uh sales funnel that charlie's put together and uh it's it's worth seeing now uh, correct me if i'm wrong i i feel like i'm remembering that you said somewhere that your background was as an engineer am i totally getting that wrong <laughs> um well or you said something you said things okay. we're talking about statistics that you had some background in statistics, and for some reason, engineer. Problem. Yeah. What's your background? Yeah. Well, okay. I'm, I'm a, I was actually a music major, but um, you know, like many people, uh, you know, you, you you go to school, you learn how to be a good music musician, um, you don't know how to market yourself, so I was floundering, and um, after a while, I'm like, you know, I'm making some money, but I'm going, you know, I, I don't want to do the, the starving artist thing. Sure. You know, so I started looking for a real job. And and it's kind of a long, convoluted story, but basically I got, I got into a position where I'm I'm 
overseeing cleanups of hazardous waste sites. And <laughs> that's a long way from music. But um, Well, not in some of the bars that, that I've worked in. But, you know, <laughs> I take your point. But anyway, there there are a lot of statistics involved. Uh, you know, when you're dealing with soil and groundwater concentrations, and anyway, so I, I had to bone up on my uh, statistics. So. Right. I think I think that's one of the things that's um, made Charlie really stand out, as he he clearly pays a lot of attention, uh, a lot of attention to his uh, metrics, and that's really key to this. Again, we'll get into this more in a second. But when you start paying attention to things like your subscriber value, uh, and what that what that means, by the way, is uh, basically the average amount of money that you're earning per subscriber, you can really start to scale this up. You can go out and look for paid advertising opportunities where you, uh, while nothing's guaranteed, you essentially know that you're going to profit because let's say your subscriber value is, is 50 cents, you now know you can go out and spend up to 25 cents to acquire a new subscriber and still be turning you know, a, a good profit on that. And uh, when it gets scalable is when it starts to get uh, really exciting because you can somewhat automate the entire process. I mean, you need to be a real living, breathing human being who's putting out new content and sending out uh, you know, putting up blog posts and sending out emails, but the, the sales process itself can largely be automated, and you just need to, at that point, expand your traffic, and you'll see, uh, you'll basically be giving yourself a, a pay raise with everything you do to to do exactly that, to expand your traffic. Um, but uh, I'm worried that we're getting into too many sort of, you know, highfalutin concepts for everyone who's completely new to this. So let, let's let's explain what the sales funnel is to people. Let's explain pe uh, to everyone listening as, as best as we can illustrate this without pictures, uh, what someone experiences when they come to your page. I know, uh, again, Charlie's doing a, a lot of different things to generate traffic. He's been doing some pay-per-click advertising. He's been doing some free YouTube advertising. We'll, we'll talk about his YouTube strategy in a little bit. But uh, so, uh, but but after the traffic, let's say they click on one of your ads and they come to your squeeze page. Try to describe to folks listening what what the experience is from that point on, from the, from there, from clicking on your ad all the way up to uh, ultimately making a purchase. Okay. Um, well, when they click on an ad, uh, they they go to they get to my you know like like you say my squeeze page. The squeeze page is basically just a page. Um, it's very simple. Uh, I'm looking at mine right now. There's no buttons on it. Uh, it's just a page that says, "Hey, get your free download of." Uh, the title song from the album Never the Same by saxophonist Charlie Langer is featured on the Weather Channel, smoothjazz.com, and Smooth Jazz Radio. And then there are some uh, press quotes, and down down below there's like, uh, you know, sign up to get your free song. And then I have my, uh, you know, the place where they actually enter their name and, and email address. So they sign up, um, they get a... Uh, automated response back saying please confirm your, your email address and then you know my first email goes out which is basically just um, you know okay you uh, here's your first free track and uh, you know it has a link for it hope you enjoy uh, five days later they get another email you know here's you know I, I just couldn't help myself but I've got to give you another free track uh, you know, this is a another song off my album. It's a um, uh, a remix. Um, 
so there's that email and then a few days after that they get another email saying hey here's my uh my video uh you know please enjoy my my video it's getting about 500 you know views a day now and uh after that you know there's another three or four days and they get an email saying hey i've, I've got a deal for you and uh, you know this is where the the marketing language really you know that John was talking about really comes into play. You know you um, uh, you try and and uh, you know make this you know uh, appear you know well it's it's you know you make it appear scarce and you know hey you've got a limited time and and I offer a price discount and you know apply some some sales pressure there. But sure. again I've been building that relationship after. You know, over the last two weeks. Sure. And so uh, they get that, and I offer them a deal. And you know, two days later, um, you know, either they take me up or they don't, and they get another email saying, "Hey, you know, the, the deal is about to go away." And uh, you know, if they don't respond at that time, they get put on my normal, you know, newsletter uh, mailing list. And at the same time, I, I was, you know, sharing with John that I, I do have some uh, some follow-up emails after that, but they're more, you know, tamed down. Hey, here's another free track. And, and what I've done is just um, I, I've tried to make it kind of a uh, well, you know, a, a subscription kind of uh, idea where um, you know somebody signs up to my list and. Uh, you know, I give them my practice sessions, and mm -hmm. you know, some people might think, you know, "Well, you know, gee, that sounds enticing." <laughs> but <laughs> you know, you'd, <laughs> you'd be surprised. I mean, I, you know, people love my 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 hearing me practice, and sure. uh, you know, so some of you out there, you know, thinking, "Well, what can I offer of value?" And you know, if I was a singer songwriter, and you know, you know, I'm a saxophonist, you know, so it's not like I can, you know, just whip out a guitar and and uh you know sing you know uh in this informal setting uh you know but if if I was a singer songwriter that's what I'd be doing you sure know, I, I just anyway that's uh people dig the informal um you know hey this is the the real me this is me in my practice room and and frankly you know they say hey this you know <laughs> it sounds like you ought to put this on your next album right right yeah no i can imagine i mean obviously we want to have our professional stuff out there as well and and that goes a long way but there's uh you know there's a lot of professionally recorded music out there and a lot of slick music videos and and while um certainly they're effective at times uh it, you can also just kind of go numb to it all i can imagine uh putting out something like that just your practice sessions is really going to um, I don't know. Like you said, build that relationship. It's gonna it, you're, you're gonna create an intimate experience and and give them a real sense of who you actually are and let let them feel like they've now uh, invested some time in you as a, as an individual. And I think that's gonna go a long way when you follow up yep. down the road to say, hey, hey, want to take a shot and drop ten bucks and and buy my actual album. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I just would encourage people go go take a look at my you know Facebook page and uh, just. You know, I have so many people, you know, who give me positive comments on my practice sessions. You know, right. probably, you know, maybe even more so than 
than uh, you know my actual album release. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess that's a that's a topic for another discussion, man. <laughs> but uh, whatever whatever you're uh, doing, it does seem to be working because you're selling. Um, but but let's talk about some of those elements. You know, breaking it down because the process it's not. Uh, it's not an accident. Everything you're doing has a sort of specific purpose behind it, starting with the, the squeeze page, which, as you said, it's very simple. And I find a lot of resistance from musicians who I'm trying to teach this concept of a squeeze page to, and they just they can't let go of the, the idea of having music samples and video samples and all that content that musicians are so used to putting on the site. The, those content-rich sites, by the way, are fine, and there's room for them, and you should have one. Uh, Charlie has one. I have both a squeeze page and a content-rich site, there, there's absolutely a place for that. You want to send industry people to a site like that. You want to send your existing fans, once they are subscribers, to a site like that. Uh, right. So that there's a lot for them to consume. But when you're driving cold traffic, all you want is the lead. You want the chance to, as Charlie described, build the relationship with them. And it's almost universally proven that a squeeze page is going to get you a better conversion rate. And again, for everyone totally new to all the marketing language, conversion rate simply means uh, a person who's taken the action that you want them to take, which in this case is to sign up for your list. We're not just, this isn't just about spamming people with big buy now, buy now messages, as Charlie uh suggested this is about building a real relationship, getting people to know who you are as a person, as an artist. And then, uh, down the road, I mean, I should qualify that. Sometimes you might you might market straight out of the gate, but ultimately it would be a lot more subtle. And and ultimately, what you're trying to do is build that relationship and market to them somewhere down the road, not only once but time and time again with additional offers uh, for future albums, merchandise, possibly even live shows, and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, the thing with the squeeze page is that you really just want to have two options: sign up or leave. And certainly, a lot of people are going to leave. More people are going to leave than not. However, uh, typically on a, on a good squeeze page, you're going to see a conversion rate of around 30%. They range from probably anywhere from 20 to almost almost 50%. Although 50% would be quite high. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that, uh, for example, on a blog uh, on my squeeze page, uh, I'm making up these numbers. Can uh, somewhere it's it's low currently because I send so much traffic to it, and I have all this sort of marketing traffic out there. Uh, if I reset it and ran straight traffic to it, I'm sure it would be higher. But uh, I think it runs typically with fresh traffic about 35 percent but right now i was looking at my stats and it was hovering around 20 percent whereas my blog was at like four percent because when people have all that content to look at you satisfy the appetite uh people kind of are curious they read your bullet points they read your enticing copy your headline that that sort of makes the, the the bold claim of your of what your music has to offer and if they want to know more, they've got to sign up. And so you, you'll typically see a lot higher conversion rate um, than if they were on your content site and they could hit a play button and listen to you or, or hit a play button on a video and watch you. Um, once they kind of get a taste for it, people are inclined, even if they like it, to go, okay, that was cool, but now I know what it is and I'm busy, so I'm going to move on. But uh, if the relationship or if that next step is never going to be taken unless they actually hand over their email address, then um, – or, or, or when that's the case, then you're going to see a much higher conversion rate. I mean, what what kind of conversion rate are you seeing on your squeeze page? Well, it depends, you know, as you said, you know, the, the traffic source and, and which page it actually is. But um, let's see, I'm just looking over my stats right now. Like my 
my Twitter page is, uh, you know, the squeeze page that I send them to, they're getting, it's 32%. Uh, YouTube, to clarify, my, sorry to interrupt you, but just to clarify, uh, okay. the, the Twitter page, you mean Twitter traffic, when, when the traffic to your squeeze page is coming from Twitter, correct? Yeah, well, what, what I have is for each um, traffic source, I set up a squeeze page for that source. Right. Um, you know, so my... My when I say my Twitter page, you know that's the squeeze page. You know that I'm sending my traffic to from Twitter. Sure, you know, and just that's thirty percent. Sorry, no, I was just uh, just going to clarify <laughs> to anyone listening. Again, Charlie's great with the statistics. The reason he's doing this is so he can track his traffic because each traffic source will convert differently, and it's really important to know that information. So again, you can do these calculations and figure out what it what you can afford to spend to either have somebody do it for you or to. Uh, uh, to to spend directly on advertising and and in addition to that sometimes you might see hey my Twitter traffic is converting great but my Facebook traffic just isn't converting and to save time and energy you might just knock Facebook out of your strategy again this right is hypothetical but so go on so your your Twitter so, so you know I've been focusing on uh, you know as we as we talked about earlier on YouTube because that is converting uh, very well and it's not you know not that I'm just getting good conversion. It's about 30%, but right. it's a lot of, uh, of traffic coming from there. Right, right. Before, so that uh, would... Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Pay-per-click, pay-per-click on the other hand, you know, I've been getting about uh, 20, well, to 23% right now. That's and, cool. Yeah, that's, uh, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Pay-per-click doesn't typically convert quite as well, actually, as as other forms of traffic. Um, the the nice thing about pay-per-click, though, is that it's you can sort of set it and forget it. It's uh, it is Facebook set and forget, and I love it for that reason. <laughs> Facebook traffic has some management that you got to do. You'll see Facebook traffic wane if you're not constantly updating it, which is a little frustrating. But search engine uh, or paid search engine traffic, uh, you're doing it through um, uh, MSN, correct? I'm sorry. You're doing your uh, PPC through MSN right now through the the bank. Yeah, right. yeah, and that's that's very you know, it's simple. It's it's set and forget. You you got to monitor it. Sure. Um, but like I just tweaked it a little bit last night. Uh, just you know, uh, revising, you know how much I'm I'm bidding on a on a pay per click ad. Right, right. Um, but before we go too too far off into traffic, um, getting back onto that that sales funnel and talking about how each, um aspect or each each stage is is very specific and there's specific there's a specific process that you you're trying to um accomplish there um basically you touched on uh, I made a few notes while you were talking but you touched in on the opt-in process uh, a lot of people don't sort of understand this but your autoresponder is really essential to everything your this is fundamentally email marketing if you don't have a good email management system you're going to see poor deliverability rates and you're not going to uh, get you're not going to get any customers as a result, and a lot of people are trying to make this work by you know simply buying some kind of a self-hosted email management system, or even I don't know some people were trying to store this all in their Gmail account and do it manually it is not wow. going to work. You're going to I mean for the, for the twenty dollars a month or whatever an autoresponder goes for these days, um, as a starting you know the starting price. Um, uh, I have I have a Weber and I'm I'm paying a fortune because I have so many lists, but uh, I think what is it, twenty bucks or thirty bucks? Yeah, I think it's twenty. Something like that. Yeah, it's so 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 well worth it. All you need to do there is sell two extra CDs a month, and you've covered your costs. And too many people are trying to skirt that uh, or avoid that cost, and they're they're just not seeing, getting the deliverability rates that they need. So, so uh, 
so that's that. But uh, you also want to require that everybody opts in. You can get into some advanced marketing where you avoid the opt-in step, but not you know I don't want to bog people down with too much information. Um, what that basically means is that people click a link that says they do in fact want to receive emails from you. This helps you keep a good reputation with the different email providers. Um, email providers like Gmail and Yahoo, they're really monitoring what's going on. If you send out a thousand messages from your own server, let's say you're hosting uh, an autoresponder on your own server or even using one of the cheaper solutions that are out there and they see a thousand messages go out at once with basically the same copy in them, uh, they know something's up. And if you don't have a good reputation, all it takes is a few clicks of that spam button and suddenly your IP is basically uh, blocked from most people's inboxes and your deliverability rate goes you know, falls to the floor. A company like AWeber has uh, personal relationships with these different providers, and if something's going on with the deliverability right there on the phone, um, showing people, showing these companies the audit trail, showing people that people actually clicked a link to be on your list, and it's just a, it's a really important step. Um, you, of course, uh, we've talked about it a lot. Uh, you, you focused on building relationships uh, w with your audience, and that that's really key. There, you know, you're letting them into your world by sharing your your practice sessions. So by the end of it, by the time you're really hitting them hard with any kind of a sales offer, uh, you know, it's it's not seen, at least if you're doing this right, as something obnoxious. You're just someone that right. you know that's trying to trying to do what he does, which is make music, and it's only natural that you're gonna you're going to want to sell some music and and it's sort of it it the relationship you built complements the fact that you're going to be offering them some kind of a limited time offer with the discount that that you mentioned um but another thing you you touched on which again is sort of part it's it's deliberate it's a deliberate part of the process is the social proof you you mentioned how you were getting these you know x amount of video plays each month like that's these little things these are all triggers when people see this you know, and they can click on your video and see the high count or go to a blog post and see that there's a hundred comments or whatever it is you've got, that, that instills a lot of confidence because people don't necessarily want to spend money with something that's just some guy in, in his basement, uh, you know, who has an audience of five. They want to be part of something big. They want to be part of a tribe. And when you can show people that you, that you are sort of the leader of a tribe, uh, you, there's this this psychological thing that happens where interest goes up, desire goes up, and people are, are more likely to buy. So so you're doing a nice job of that. Um, and then probably the most important part of this is that you, you mentioned scarcity. Scarcity is not the only sales trigger, but it is by far, at least in my experience and the experience of pretty much every marketer I know, it is it is the most powerful. Uh, when you say to someone, hey, uh, pick up my CD, it's available now, that only goes so far. When you say, hey, pick up my CD, uh, but it's only going to be available for the next 72 hours, suddenly people need to make a decision uh, as to whether or not they want to get off the fence. And that is really one of the biggest uh, obstacles to selling, is that people would rather stay on the fence for as long as possible. And if you take away that luxury and say, it's now or never because I'm offering this great deal or there's a limited pressing or I'm you know, giving two for one or it's 20% off or whatever you can put together, you're going to, again, just like the squeeze page, force people to say yes or no. And when you do that, uh, almost always you're going to see a lot more people saying yes than they, than they would otherwise, of course. You might lose a few uh, sales here or there, but overall, you're picking up far more than you would otherwise. So I just kind of wanted to, again, sort of explain all that so people understand what we're talking about. Um, 
is there anything else you, I'm leaving out that you, you feel I need to touch on there? Um, not not there. I think you've you've covered it. I, I I know that's you know that's what made me sign up to Music Marketing Manifesto. Sure. You know, I was like, oh crud! I've only got you know a couple more days. Right. And then when I signed up, I realized what you were doing. I've gone, oh man, he got me. <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. It wasn't fake. I took it off the market. You know. That, yeah, I know. I don't, I, I'm not doing anything that's fake. I'm incentivizing people to take the action that I want them to take, and it's a business, and it's legitimate, and it's legitimate for you as a musician when you're doing it. It's not legitimate if it's bullshit, if it's a limited time offer, and then it's really available forever for everyone. But uh, as long as you're um, controlling that process and you mean it, you know, uh, sure it is. Uh, it's intentional. You know, uh, obviously, uh, if leaving it on the market forever sold more more copies, we'd all be doing that. But um, forcing people to take to take action is going to result in more sales, and that's why we do it. But you have to mean it. And I get emails from people all the time who are like, "Hey, the the offer came down, and I still want to get it." And you, you kind of got to say, "No, sorry." Um, you know, unless unless the person was sick or there was some legitimate reason, you know, and your heart goes out to them, you, you got to kind of stick by this stuff. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. So. But yeah. So I mean, while it's while it's intentional, I, I don't I don't feel that it's BS in any way because because you know you mean it. You're you're basically saying, hey, I want you to take action, so I'm going to give you a really great deal, and uh, you don't have to take action now, but you're not going to get this deal later. Um, yep. So it's, it's an ethical bribe, basically. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's let's uh, move on a little bit to traffic. So that's the sales funnel. That's the sales process that's been converting people successfully for Charlie. Um, but what what I think I mentioned this earlier. What's been interesting is Charlie kind of developed uh, his own YouTube strategy, and this is something that I haven't tried. It's something that uh, I, I thought was interesting, and Charlie has been cool enough to be willing to share that process with everyone listening. Um, traffic is where a lot of people get stuck, So, uh, and you've developed your own traffic method here. So why don't, why don't you tell folks what you're doing to use U- YouTube to drive traffic to your squeeze page? Okay, sure. Um, you know, basically, it, it's, it's actually, you know, if, you, if you're a, a member of Music Marketing Manifesto and you've looked at John's Twitter strategy, it's actually fairly similar. Um, you know, basically, you're going, you're researching uh, you know, who are your, you know, potential prospects. In in my case on, on YouTube it's it's pretty easy to to uh, uh and I use a I use a tool called uh Tube Toolbox. I'm sorry, what was that? i I had a little audio glitch there. Say that again? Oh. It's called uh Tube Toolbox. Okay. And it's some software that makes uh you know researching and making friend requests and messaging, which I'll be talking about, but it, it makes that all, uh, you know, much easier, much quicker. Um, but, but the first thing I do is, is I, you know, research my, my prospects. And so what I'm doing is I'm looking for uh, people who, for example, post videos of artists that are similar to me. So I can easily search through. In fact, you could, you could actually do this manually, you know, go to YouTube and, and uh, do a search for, say, Dave Cause, and you get all all these pages of uh, you know people who have posted Dave Cause videos. Right. Well, you know, the people if they're posting those videos, you know, they like that music, so you've got your your targeted uh, audience there. Right. So Tube Toolbox allows you to just scrape all those uh, usernames and compile a list of people that are. Uh, you know, interested in that in that kind of music. 
So once you have your list, then um, you know basically it's it's sending uh, friend requests. And again, Tube Toolbox makes that easy. Um, you can send them out about every one to two minutes before uh, YouTube will basically shut you down. And what I mean by that is, you know, YouTube does allow um, software, you know, to be used to to automate these processes. But what their policy is is you can't use something that um, is uh, will do it quicker than you can actually do manually. You know, gotcha. so if they start seeing too many uh, friend requests going out, um, you know, they they don't cancel your account or anything. They just um, limit you. <laughs> they just start saying, okay, you can't send any more friend requests. Gotcha. And uh, so anyway, I, I I understand that, and uh, you know, they they don't want it to turn into another you know MySpace. And I dig that, and that's why I like YouTube. Um, so anyway, you send out your friend requests. Those that respond, um, then you have uh, you know an option to message them. And again, I use uh, Tube Toolbox. I, I have about 20 messages that I've come up with, and uh, I rotate amongst those. But basically, the gist is, is you know, hey, I, I appreciate your friendship on YouTube. Um, if you'd like to pick up a, an alternate mix of my single, uh, you know, here's the link, and of course that link is the, the link to my squeeze page. Right. And so I send out those messages, um, and again, you can automate this, um, and it's, it's a, I found it a very effective way of driving traffic. Now the cool thing is. Um, and this is where I, I, I say I had started to go down this road and um, actually throttle back, you know, somewhat because, you know, now I'm getting all this uh, re these requests to play live and I'm having to uh, to kind of work backwards a bit. But um, the cool thing is, you know, you can build YouTube pages around themes, you know. So I, I have my own uh, YouTube page. You know, which is just my my main one. You know, sure. Charlie Langer. But you know, I, I've I've built others around themes. You know, for example, music to relax with. You right. Know? Um, so there, you you know, when you're you, you might be able to, um, you're going to reach people that you know haven't necessarily necessarily posted a Dave Cos video, but they're interested in. Uh, you know, it doesn't mean they're not interested in your music. Um, doesn't mean that they don't fit in your demographic. They just haven't happened to, you know, post a Dave Cos video. Right. You know, so when you set up, you know, thematic uh, YouTube channels, you can send requests to people who, you know, who've posted uh, things that might relate. You know, like, um, you know, jazz is often associated with, you know, wineries. You know, I've, sure. I, I, you know, I, I live in this area, and, and uh, you know, I, I like to go up to Napa, you know, go wine tasting, and, you know, you, you see, you know, jazz quartet in there, or you know, whatever. Um, but uh, my my point is, is you know, like you can build a, a, a YouTube channel around, say, you know, uh, wine and music, or you know, like. Anyway, you, you can build different themes, and then when you do your searches for friends, you know you, you target, uh, you know, keywords that are related to that. So basically, you can have a, a bunch of YouTube channels, and you don't need to manage these all yourself. In fact, I'd recommend that you don't. 
Sure. <laughs> and that's where I was uh, headed, was actually hiring people to uh, manage these channels for me. And, um, you know, th there are some challenges with that. Um, uh, you know, if you, if you, it's kind of this balance between, you know, how much you're willing to pay and the quality of work that you're willing to accept. Sure. And, you know, if you start going hiring overseas, then there's the problematic, you know, the problems of language barriers and, um, you know, computers. You know, their their computers are not necessarily like our computers. But anyway, um, you can certainly find people. It just takes time and and, and an effort to uh, to find good people. Sure. Um, another way you could do this is with. And this is actually one one that I have avoided until now. But um, you know, your street team. Sure. Um, can can do this for you. Sure. And, yeah. Um, uh, to anyone listening, there's a <clears throat> there's a lot of free screen capture software out there. Uh, I'm, I think Cam Studio is one that's free. Uh, there's paid stuff as well. I use a paid one called Camtasia, but basically it, it allows you to just record what you see on your screen, and you can easily put together some quick tutorial videos uh, for any process that you're doing that's sort of uh, a repetitive process that doesn't take much creativity, and you can just sort of film the process, and then you can go out and uh, ask your volunteer street team to go and do it for you uh, as well as like Charlie said you can explore outsourcing I've done um, outsourcing both with people domestically uh, uh, via Craigslist um, or even um, I'm currently got my sister employed doing a lot of stuff for me uh, you can go that route with friends and family of course you're going to pay more that way but I've also used people overseas I've used people in India and the Philippines I had someone um, more or less full-time they actually worked about six hours a day uh, in the Philippines, as a student who was really happy to work for two hundred and fifty dollars a month, uh, and you know he was he was pretty competent. Um, uh, I started needing uh, stuff that was required a little too much creativity, so ultimately that stopped. But uh, but he was you know it, it, at least as far as I understand, that's a, a decent wage at least for a college student over there. Uh, and and yeah, you, it takes a lot of sorting through uh, a lot of a lot of people to find some good candidates but there are good people out there who will work pretty pretty cheap yeah so you get you know 20 you know youtube sites that are you know feeding to your list you know five to ten uh you know subscribers um you know and you know your subscriber value you, you know how much you can pay you know somebody to, uh, to sure. do that Sure. Yeah, and you can you can basically monitor their results and figure out if you're profiting off of each individual or not, and can the ones that you're not. And like you said, if it's your street team, then obviously uh, the more the, the more the merrier. Yeah. <laughs> um, now you mentioned different channels. Last I knew, uh, I don't know if it's changed. YouTube didn't allow multiple channels per account, so you're you're creating individual accounts for each channel, or has something changed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I have uh, you know different uh, different accounts. And you're doing different accounts. Why is it because you want the identity of the channel to really match the interests of the people? So if you're going after people who've shown interest in relaxing music or music to relax to, I think was what you said. That as opposed to the Charlie Langer channel, um, what's the the thinking there? That a person who has posted videos on relaxation comes to your channel, and the channel's so targeted for relaxation music that uh, that that the their the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the the kinship between their I interests and what you're doing is is obvious is that the idea? 
Yeah. Um, like why why do it that way as opposed to just sending just multiplying your efforts and sending everybody to the same page or the same channel rather. To the same well, because you can only you know as you say um, I don't I I suppose you could you know I've I've got you know my Charlie Langer page and I, I suppose I could set up a you know a, a Charlie Langer you know two page <laughs> but right. you know basically you can only send from that account a certain number ah. of friend requests. Gotcha. And you can only send out a certain number of messages. So you really want more channels so that you can send out more friend requests sure, and more sure. messages because, you know, you're limited to, you know, uh, a friend request every minute or two, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I understand. So it's not unlike Twitter or like even uh, MySpace got to be near the end there uh, where, where there's there's a limit before your account gets in trouble, I take it. Exactly. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, that yeah, that's uh, that's that's really great. It is almost identical to the Twitter strategy. It's just that YouTube is your um, your source, and YouTube's a really really great source. Um, Twitter is great, and as you say, you're seeing a, a pretty good conversion rate from it. But there's also a lot of spam on Twitter, so you kind of got to weed through that. And YouTube, at least I found it, exactly. it tends to be there's more real people sort of you know behind the accounts than than so many of the Twitter accounts that are out there. There are a lot of cool things that I that I just really like about YouTube. I mean, you know, one one thing to think about is, uh, you know, as I sh I shared on the forum, you know, when when you get a lot of views on your video, um, you know, that's really going to help you in the search engines. You know, I'm I'm on the top, you know, sure, uh, two to three. Uh, you know, you search under smooth jazz saxophone or smooth jazz sax. You know, I'm right up there on the top in, in Google, but it's because, you know, I have a video that's been doing very well. The other, sure. you know, cool thing is, is you know, I mean, think of all the people going, you know, that are that are looking for music. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but I I, I actually started, and and had started, you know, going to uh, to YouTube. You know, you. Uh, you want to learn a new song or a, a cover tune or, or you know whatever you just I, I don't you know go to iTunes as much as I used to I go to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm doing the same. People don't realize it, but YouTube's actually the biggest, uh, sorry, the second biggest search engine out there. People don't think of it as a search engine, but uh, so many people are out there every day entering keywords into that search field to find videos related to their interests, and you are neglecting an enormous percentage of the population. Uh, certainly an enormous amount of traffic if you neglect uh, YouTube as part of your traffic strategy. And uh, YouTube, uh, truthfully, is not something that I've, I've yet spent a ton of time with. I've certainly done some playing around, uh, and I have my channel out there, and I have you know some videos out there, but I haven't focused on it, and it's something I really need to do more of. So I, I found this really interesting that uh, you, you've done well with it. I definitely think this is something uh, I'm going to play with. And while you were talking, I went and did a, a little search for a tube toolbox. So I'll put a link be below this audio as well. I'll put some kind of a little okay. resources center together and people can check that out. Um, Do I have time for one more uh, YouTube uh, trick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. One thing that people don't realize is you can actually have a call to action pop up on your YouTube video. And sure, it's sure. It's very easy to do that. and It's free. Basically, all you need to do is um, uh, sign up for an AdStores account and promote that video. And that doesn't mean you actually have to pay, uh, you know, uh, to promote that video. It just means you have to offer it. You have to bid on it. You know, so for example, if you're only bidding, 
you know, one cent, you know, per click, you know, that's <laughs> it's not going to get clicked on. Right. But uh, because you've done that, uh, YouTube will allow you to uh, put a call to action uh, on your video. So I have one that says, you know, uh, free download, you know, uh, experience why smoothjazz.com says the songs are uh i forget what they said amazing or whatever sure yeah <laughs> but anyway uh <laughs> little brain fart there <laughs> but anyway it pops up and you know so when they click on that call to act action uh you know it takes them right to my squeeze page sure and so i get some additional uh traffic through that and just to clarify, anyone who's unfamiliar, AdWords is basically Google's pay-per-click uh, search network. Uh, all those ads you see over there on the right-hand column or those first one or two that you sometimes see above their organic search results, those are all paid ads. And Charlie's saying that if you go up and, and set up an account, you can run ads. And uh, clarify that process for me. It's free if they're on your own videos. Well, I, I wasn't quite know, following you on the one okay. click thing. Yeah, okay. Um, as long as you are promoting that video, you can put a call to action uh, on that video, mm-hmm. and you know. So my first fear was, was wow, so I've got to pay for this. But you know, I just started bidding, you know, like I say, one cent per click. So uh, because I'm not bidding very much, it's not getting placed uh, high on the page, and so nobody's clicking on it. So I'm not really paying for it. Uh, I just had to go through that process, you, you have to promote your video in order to get a call to action uh, pop-up on your video. That makes so, sense? I, I believe so. So it's free for you because it's your video, but you are but you technically have to be in their search engine overall or in their, their search network overall as a paid advertiser? Yeah. Is that right? Okay. So yeah, yeah, you have to be a paid advertiser. You have to be promoting that video. But just because you're promoting that video doesn't mean that you have to promote it for a, you know fifty cents a click in order to actually get clicks. Right, but when someone clicks on the link that's in your actual video because you own it, you're not being charged the one cent. Is that is right? That, okay. Exactly. You get a free call to action uh, on your own video, and so uh, when they click on that, you know it's it's that that part is free. Right, right. And where did you actually find the information? Was that on? Uh, I'm very familiar with AdWords, but I'm not. I've not come across this in, in AdWords. Did you find that information uh, on the AdWords site, or did you find it somewhere in the? Uh, it's, YouTube it's in YouTube. From? Okay. And it, it, you know, when you go to your account, there's a uh, uh, a place where you can uh, sign up to promote your video, and that's what you want to do. You want to sign up to promote your video, and. Uh, you know, then I'll ask how much you want to bid, right. you know, per click. And somewhere in that uh, process, they're going to uh, give you code that you can somehow place upon your video, or how does well, that part of it work out? Okay, well, once once you've signed up to promote, then when you go into your, let me just take a look at this, but it's, it's basically uh, in your YouTube channel, uh, let's see, if you go to your, uh, account settings. Um, I'm sorry, it's, it's in. Okay, you know how you go to your videos, mm-hmm. and then there's edit video, and if you have that as a promoted video in your edit videos, you 
then get an option to be able to have a call to action, but that doesn't show up unless you're promoting the video. Gotcha. That's good to know. That that, that, yeah, no, it does perfectly. Um, that's that's really good to know. I, I, if hopefully people were were paying attention to that because because that's that's a good bit of advice there. And again, just to recap, basically you can go and if you sign up with AdWords to promote your video and set that at one cent, Charlie's suggesting, so that basically uh, it's so low that you ultimately don't get any any traction uh, within the the paid network. Um, which, if you did, it probably wouldn't be a bad thing for one penny a right. you. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're then allowed, or you then have an option that will appear in your edit video um, section of your account that will allow you to place your own ad on your video. So again, it gives you an active uh, hyperlink uh, within your video that uh, that helps you drive even more traffic to your page. I believe I believe annotations work similarly, don't they? I don't personally like the way they look, but I think you can use annotations to uh, in, include some links. I'm not. I'm not really. Yeah, you, you can. But like you say, they, to me they look hokey. Yeah. Um, it's much cooler to have a, a, in my opinion, a call, a, you know, call to action, clickable, you know, ad kind of thing come up and then you know disappear. Yeah. So. yeah. And it, there's something more streamlined and just generally professional about it. I, I think. Yeah. Um, that is good stuff. Um, and I'll see what uh, links I can I can find on YouTube uh, for people there and put that in in the resources, uh, which should be below this <laughs> this audio by the time you're you're listening to this. Um, let's see. Uh, we're, we're we're starting to run on um, for a while here, so I kind of want to start to wrap up. But I wanted to quickly um, kind of address your specific metrics because people always want to know this stuff. They want to know what kind of conversion rates uh, different people are experiencing. Uh, and again, we, we've talked on some that you, your squeeze pages are converting around 30%. Some of your better ones, some of your, you know, obviously they're different for each traffic source. You mentioned that uh, pay-per-click was converting a little bit lower, which is normal. Uh, what are you seeing in terms of sales? What's your subscriber value? Do you have any sort of uh, insight that you can share with folks there? Sure. You know, what, what I do is just take uh, take all my online sales and divide it by you know my number of subscribers and you know that's not very sophisticated I, I realize and uh, but, that's what I do but that's what I do yeah, <laughs> yeah. so the spreadsheet so that way you know you know how much each uh, subscriber is worth and you know how much you know I'm like. John said I'm experimenting with pay-per-click advertising, and uh, right now I'm paying about nine cents uh, a click. But um, I know that my subscriber value is seventy cents. So, right. which is which is uh, huge. That ratio there is fantastic. Uh, I mean, I, I would suggest that if you can just break even to keep doing this, because you're going to be building your list and building your list, and you'll have opportunities to promote to these people. Uh, you know, six months from now, a year from now, uh, you know, as you put out more and more albums and come up with more and more merch. Right. Um, but but nine cents. Uh, a, cl- uh, a click. Uh, oh, sorry. Was it nine cents a click or? or yeah, yeah, nine nine right. cents a click. So, and then my conversion rate is it's close to twenty five percent. So I'm just using round numbers. So say it was, you know, say I was paying ten cents a click, and you know I was converting at twenty five cents. Then I right. I know that I'm paying forty cents for a subscriber. Makes sense. You following yeah. me? So if I'm paying forty cents for a, a subscriber, but that 
subscriber is worth 70 cents and I'm clearing 30 cents on yeah. every click. Which is still still huge. I mean, like I said, I know a lot of very experienced marketers who have a very difficult time. Often they can't make money on the front end or uh, with, the, with their initial product. They're actually taking a loss just to get people into the funnel so that they can sell additional products to them down the line. And that's a, that's a very common model, actually. Uh, with pay-per-click and the fact that you're able to turn a profit uh, right out of the gate with a with a product that only brings you in about, what is it, $10? How much do you profit on each CD? I don't know what you're charging. Yeah, I, I okay, well, it varies. <laughs> um, if they if they buy it my, you know, my normal site, uh, you know, it's, it's 15 bucks. If they, you know, buy my special offer, it's 10 bucks. I, it's, it's roughly, you know, 12 bucks. I'd say it averages out. Right, right. And so to be profit, profiting uh, with pay-per-click advertising on something like that, again, it's, it's really impressive. And it's it's particularly impressive because you're so so new to this whole thing. Uh, uh, like I said, I know a lot of very experienced marketers who can do that. So so well done. Um, Thank you. And, and the really nice thing about that is, again, that it's that it's scalable. Um, uh, you, you know, as you mentioned, you're kind of busy and you have sort of a lot to do here. But when you really, once you've started driving a lot of pay-per-click traffic and you really do have uh, a good handle on those metrics, you can start exploring uh, media buys and things like, like, I mean, media buys are very risky, you know, if you don't know what you're doing. So just to qualify that. But uh, when you get into that, you are buying just massive amounts of traffic. And if you've got a, a system in place that you trust where you spend you know, $100 and make uh, $150 back, you know, profiting $50, just multiply that at that point. You know, it's obvious, you, you right. know, why, why spend $10 a day when you could spend $10,000 a day? The more you could spend, the better. And uh, your your business will just grow. And it's, and again, I just get excited with this stuff because musicians don't have business models. You know, they go out there and there's, and there's so much just sort of hope and praying involved. And none of that is required when you're doing something like this. This is a real business model. I'm not aware of the major labels doing stuff like this. They're, they're relying on mainstream branding. And this is a, this is this is something that puts you in the driver's seat and puts you in control of your your destiny and and uh, it, it does require some work and it does require being smart and paying attention to things. It's not going to happen, you know, by accident. You're not really very likely to just sort of luck your way through it. You got to pay attention like Charlie's doing, but uh, but it's really exciting because the sky's the limit for for you at this point. Cool. Yeah. You know, I, as you said that, I, you know. I'm, it, so many musicians, and myself included, in the beginning, it was just like, you know, you try one thing, and you know, you, you pay some money. It's like, you know, buying a lottery ticket, you know. So I, I, I bought some, you know, uh, a publicist, you know, and sure. and spent, you know, a, a little more than a grand on that. And it's like, okay, well, let's see how that works, you know. And and then, well, okay, I got a little bit, but uh, not near enough to recover my costs. So then I did a radio promotion and. You know, uh, there's another, you know, $1,500, and it's like, well, okay, I got a little bit from that, but, you know, and then I spent $100 on your thing, and I'm like, wow, all of a sudden I'm making money. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I'm in control, you know, it's not just buying lottery tickets. Sure, sure. We, I could do a whole a whole episode just on uh, money I've wasted on my music career in the past. <laughs> I've spent uh, something like 
memory serves as 20 or 30,000 on independent radio promo. And I saw, I mean, I did get some spins, but I didn't see yeah. much of anything. You know, it's kind of hard to track. Did you buy your album? You know? <laughs> not, not enough of them did. I can promise you that. It's hard to track at a certain point. You don't know exactly where the sales are coming from when you're doing that kind of, again, that kind of mainstream marketing. Right. Um, it's very easy to track everything we're doing online. Um, but I uh, know, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly didn't even come close to recouping off that. And uh, same thing with publicity. I've uh, hired several publicists, spent over 10 grand a pop and got uh, one of them I spent 10 grand with for three months worth the publicity, biggest firm on the West Coast. Uh, and then I got, um, I think, one review in a college paper out of it. And, it, nice. it, and yeah, I'm sure probably got me a grand total of, of one sale, you know, I mean, nothing, nothing. I think I did a little bit better than you, but yeah. it was still not, not great. And, you know, it's not that those things aren't of value. I mean, you can get some, some credibility, which helps, you know, uh, you know, helps you promote yourself. Like if you're Certainly. doing airplay, if you're, if you have reviews and, and those things are, you know, those things are important. And I did get those things out of, uh, you know, having a publicist, I did get those things out of a radio promo. But I, you know, if if, I, if my goal was just to sell CDs, you know, it didn't happen. <laughs> but you you know, I I I'd suggest uh, you know because again, just to clarify, I spent all that money well before I was involved in any of this online stuff years ago, um, when I was still sort of trying to play play at the major labels game, uh, and um, I would argue that if if I had spent, you know, even even a fraction of that money uh, just dumped it straight into online advertising, I would have probably seen a heck of a lot more uh in terms of in terms of publicity because um not not to mention obviously sales, uh but because as you as you touched on uh, yourself, like when you start doing this stuff, when you start pulling in all these people, you know, hundreds of people every single day coming to your site, signing up to your list, communicating with you because they will email email you. You'll see that you start getting fan letters every day. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, there, <laughs> choking uh, my coffee. But uh, you, you'll uh, you'll start to see that people start reaching out to you and asking you to do interviews. You mentioned that you're getting subscribers that are that are bloggers and. Uh, reviewers yeah. that are, are, are wanting to give you press as a result, and you don't even have to, you know, sometimes go out and try and get it. It just starts coming to you. And there is a, if you build it, they will come thing that happens. There's this synergy that takes place when you're interacting with that many people. People start talking. They start seeing right. you consistently if you're running paid ads. And uh, you can create a tipping point of sorts, but it's happening on a micro scale instead of a macro scale because we simply can't afford to do it on a on a macro scale like right. the major labels, but it's, I don't know. It, I, I believe that if I spent $10,000 and paid advertising, I'd probably get more press than I would had I just spent $10,000 on publicity. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I, I get it. I get it every day with, with, you know, bloggers and podcasters and, um, I, I, people reaching out to me because of something they see me doing as a marketer and they're just interested and they reach out and they want to do an interview and suddenly I've, I've got press out of it and, and it happens all the time. And, you, and that is a great thing. That That is a great thing about, you know, uh, you know, the social media, Twitter, you know, Facebook, you know, you do run across people who are, are bloggers and, and uh, they will give you press. I I have my videos reposted, you know, 
all over the place now. I mean, we were, we were talking earlier about, you know, what what is the value uh, of a subscriber or a fan? And, you know, I, I would say that, you know, even though I've, I've calculated it to be 70 cents, it's, I, I'd say it's, it's more than that, you know, because of, you know, I get people reposting my videos. I get people, you know, um, giving me blog posts, press. Uh, I get people contacting me who offer me services. You know, for example, the guy who designed my, my logo, you know, did that for free just because he liked me. You know, those, those sorts of things. Sure, so. sure. Um, yes, yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, and, well, and another really, really important thing for you to remember, and, you know, this is, this is uh, you know, I suppose it's good news, but it's also me, you know, scolding you a bit, is you don't really have any upsells yet. You don't have anything but your frontline product. You need, once, once you, you're already profiting, and once you introduce some additional products into this funnel, you're going to see that subscriber value go way up. I mean, you, you mentioned talking about house concerts and wanting to do that. You send out a list or an email to your list uh, offering house concerts, you're going to pick up some, some takers, and if they were paying three or four hundred bucks a pop, and you you know let's say they were paying four hundred bucks a a pop, and you got ten people to take you up on it. You suddenly added four thousand dollars to be averaged out amongst those those subscribers, and you've got a lot right. more money to play with for advertising, and your business just continues to grow and grow. So there's a lot I, more. I am working on that. <laughs> there's a <laughs> lot more potential there that you haven't even tapped into, and that's something that people listening to this need to remember that we're not. That is the real beauty here. We're not talking about just selling one. CD. We're talking about having building a, a network, you know, a pipeline that you have the ability to market to over and over and over again. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I, I, I think that uh, that about covers it. I, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to everyone and share your strategies. Um, again, I, I'm really impressed with with Charlie. You can you can uh, talk with Charlie in the. Uh, uh, in the Insider Circle, uh, the Music Marketing Insider Circle, it's a mastermind community that that I've put together. There's um, monthly content, insider interviews, and more importantly, the Mastermind Forum, where you get to basically hang out online with myself and other musicians like Charlie, and just kind of talk about what's working, what you're doing, and it's it's turned into a really nice little supportive community of of like-minded musicians. And I think I think business-minded musicians were sort of a rare breed. There's not a, a you know a, a ton of us out there. Or certainly we're the minority. Um and it's nice to kind of have have everybody in one place kind of talking shop. I I love the the insider circle. I mean just, you know that, you know, especially the forum. I I I mean I I learn new stuff all the time, you know, from uh you know, Steve or you know, Jap Jap or whoever, you know, there's a lot of a lot of great people. Um want to encourage folks to you know, if you're not on that forum, you need to get there. <laughs> there's a lot of great stuff that's being shared. Cool. And Thanks. you know, you can go there and, and pose your questions and, you know, get responses, you know, I'm having trouble with this, what do you think? You know, so right. anyway, just my little plug. Awesome. Well I appreciate it. Uh and and <clears throat> while we're at plug in, uh just a reminder, uh, to check out Charlie's music and, and again if you're if you're a musician who's interested in this, I recommend you sign up because you'll get to see a successful sales funnel. Uh, you know, working in real time, and, and you can you can check out a squeeze page again at, at charlielanger.net. That's C H A R L E Y L A N G E R. Charlielanger.net, and there should be a link below this audio if you're uh, listening to it on on the blog. So that that I think about covers it. Is there anything else we haven't touched on that you wanted to say? I think that's it. 
Awesome. Um, just again, what is the, you know, I, I well, okay, I'll, I'll just say, you know, John, you, you I, I just really appreciate, you know, what you've shared, and uh, you know, I, you've, you've kind of messed me up as I as I said earlier because. <laughs> You know, I, I was just in it to, to sell, you know, some CDs, and, it, and what I'm finding is, is that it's just, you know, it's given me some hope. You know, it's it's kind of turned my world upside down. It's it's turned out to be much more than, than selling CDs. Awesome. And, That's uh, really cool to hear. I think if people will really, really do this and apply themselves, and, uh, you know, you'll find that, you know, you can accomplish your your goals. I mean, if it's to play live, you know, you can play more live. If you want to sell CDs, you can sell CDs. If you want to, you know, get your music license, you can license your music. But it's, you know, that having that that subscriber base, you know, that that email list, you know, your your real fans, not just you know your your Facebook fans. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you, you you've really helped me out a lot, and I, I do appreciate it. Awesome. That's really that's really cool to hear. Um, and uh, uh, quite fittingly, I'm starting to have uh, audio trouble over all of all of those nights. Nice <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the gods are. Uh, well, I guess we're done then. Huh? <laughs> I, think, I think that's our cue. Um, but again, thank you so much for for uh, joining me on the call and for sharing all this stuff uh, with with my subscribers. Um, I think uh, I think you're. A shining example of of uh, what a musician can do when they apply this stuff, and and you've really taken it seriously, put in the hard work, and and really paid attention to the process, which is, is cool to see. I mean, there are there are a number of of people uh, that I'm in contact uh, with regularly, customers and members of the Insider Circle and such that are that are doing quite well with this. So I don't mean to leave them out, uh, but I just I was really impressed by your. Not not only your profit margin, but your your attention to those metrics, because that's that's really the key. So so well done, thank you, and again, you know, everyone who's listening to this, thank you guys. Thanks for being subscribers and and for taking the time to uh, check out the content that uh, that I've been putting out. So uh, thanks, Charlie, and and uh, we'll we'll catch you in the forum. Okay, well, thanks a lot, John. I, I do appreciate it. Thanks. Take care. All right. See ya. <laughs>